Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Mandy Walker and I'm your host. Selling a piece of jewelry like an engagement ring or wedding set can be a nightmare, but Worthy is a selling partner you can trust to work with you and for you to get the best deal on your piece. And if you're thinking it's not worth the hassle, remember that your diamond engagement ring can be the financial asset that allows you to embrace that fresh start after divorce. Worthy helps you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. And for a limited time, our podcast listeners can get a $100 gift card when they sell their jewelry with Worthy. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Mandy Walker, and I'm your host. For this conversation, we're talking about divorce with adult children. Now, a common point of view is that with adult children, you're not having to deal with shared parenting time. You don't have to agree on activities, splitting expenses, child support, sick kids, doctor's appointments, homework, and it goes on. So then that must make divorce with adult children easier. Yes? Well, no. Divorcing with adult children can be every bit as challenging. My guest today is Livia DeFilippus Barndollar. Livia is a family law attorney based in Fairfield County, Connecticut, with 35 years of experience. And she's the longtime editor of the Family Advocate published by the American Bar Association and often serves as a court-appointed counsel to represent children. Welcome, Livia. Hi, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, thank you. And I'm so looking forward to our conversation. I want to start off with asking you, really, this is an easy question, but when we say adult children, we're really talking about any kids older than 18 or 19. So it's a huge age range. True. And I think that families who are divorcing don't really understand how emotional and impactful it will be if parents are getting divorced after a long marriage or when the so-called children are not as independent and unrelated as the parents might think they are. Right, right. I mean, right now I have mediation clients whose two children are both in college. And a few months ago, I was working with a couple who are in their 70s and their children had grandchildren of their own. So it's a huge range that we're talking about. So I'm really interested to hear about what your experience has been in this. I have been practicing law for almost 41 years, which sounds like the lifetime it is. (laughs) And over time, my practice area has developed to include folks who are getting divorced later in life. And there are a lot of issues to be addressed when folks are getting divorced later in life. But one of the ones that I see as really compelling is that as people come to you at a time when they thought they were going to slow down their work, go off on trips, enjoy that second home, celebrate the birth of grandchildren together, all of a sudden they're presented with a lot of life decisions in addition to the actual process of divorcing. Right. That can be really, really daunting. 
we've seen during the pandemic that people have thought about how they're going to reinvent themselves or have acknowledged that they're not fulfilled doing what they're doing on a daily basis. That's the kind of thing that people who are getting divorced later in life have to face. And of course, it's now intensified because so much of our lives are solitary, at least for the time being. Right. Yeah, it's not not an easy transition at all. The standard in divorce with minor children is that the divorce is between you and your spouse, and your job is, as a parent is to shield your children from the details and the negotiations. Of course, that doesn't always happen, but I'm wondering, is that the, the same starting point for divorce with adult children? Is that what we're aiming for? I think it's really important that parents remember that no matter how old their children are, that you're still their parents. And while we may think that children who are adults can handle what's going on, can be good advisors, can be good neutral parties, it's really not a good idea to burden them. Because even if it's a marriage where one of the parties is not a biological parent, relationships have developed. And I think that no matter their age, children don't want to feel that they're responsible for their divorcing parent. Right. I was thinking it can be more challenging to keep the children out of it. I think that older children may have witnessed more of the dynamics, the behaviors, they have their own opinions. For example, I'm trying to remember, I I spoke with a woman or worked with a woman whose husband had had multiple affairs and one of her adult children wanted to know why she was staying in the marriage and Charles was very supportive of mom leaving and even allowing mom to move in temporarily with her. I do think that there are circumstances, look, I've heard this said to me more than once, where a parent will be getting divorced and their children will say to them, what took you so long? Or I'm not surprised by this, but burdening them with details, I think eventually will backlash. I would say that that's true even of other friends and family. If you want not to have your divorce go off the rails, so to speak, it's important to leave the divorce process out of your regular interactions with the people who may very much want to love and support you, but let them hug you, let them take you out to brunch, let them take a walk on the beach with you. But except in rare circumstances, I wouldn't suggest that you ask your adult children to start going through records with you, helping advise you and keeping on them how awful the other parent is. Or helping you figure out the financial or saying, this is what the proposal is. Do you think this is fair? I don't think it's fair. Because what you're saying is that child still has a relationship with the other parent. And what you're doing is maybe what we want them to think about is try and like fast forward through to the, when this, the legal process is over and think about what does Christmas with grandchildren look like? What do um, vacations and holidays look like? What does the birth of another grandchild look like? Or a grandchild graduating high school, what does that look like? Right. And what does a wedding look like when all that the groom and the 
bride or two grooms or two brides these days, what does that wedding look like when the celebrants are worrying about who they're offending and where there might be a dust up? You're robbing yourself of so much future happiness if you feel that you need to sour the children against the other parent. Look, our children, even if they're seven years old when they're when you're getting divorced, eventually see things as they mature. You don't need to tell them that your side of the story is the one they should be believing. You should let them be free to love their family. And that could be grandparents on their father's side and their mother's side. It could be people who are not biologically related. If you take away that extended family and support system, you're really denying your children a potential portion of their happiness in the future. Right. Yes. I tell my kids, like, you know, I grew up in this country. I have no family in this country. I say, you know, the world's a very, it's kind of a lonely place if you don't have family. And I think that that's a, a good thing to keep in mind as you work through this process, like you just said, about making sure your children stay connected with the extended family, because I don't think you can have too many extended family members. That's true. And I have been on this editorial board uh, that you mentioned at the outset. I am one of many editors, but one of the advantages of being in a room of younger people, especially if they have different lifestyles than the most traditional, is you learn about things like poly parenting and parenting when there's a step family and all kinds of alternative family arrangements. And in the end, why not more love? Why do you have to exclude certain people? Now, look, I'm saying things that are very general. If you have a situation where a parent is dangerous to children, they're drug addicts or alcoholics to the extent that they can't take care of people or themselves, you may have to put borders around the interrelationships. But adult children will eventually see that. Right. So let's say, you know, I'm in the process of getting divorced and I'm doing my best to keep things away from my adult daughter. But she comes to me one day and says, boy, I had a conversation with dad last night and he is so pissed with you because you want half his retirement. And he doesn't think that that's fair. What would be your recommendation for how to handle that? So if my client calls me up and says that to me, I say, honey, I love you. There's at least two sides to every story. This is a conversation that dad and I will have. Thank you for telling me, but please don't be upset about it. Right. One of the basic rules of the road that divorce lawyers say all the time, and we understand how it relates when we have younger children, but we forget about it for our older children as well. That is, don't make your children feel that they have to be messengers or that they are the cause of what's going on between you and their other parent. Or that they have to mediate this. Right, exactly. They should feel free to love each parent and let the financial aspects and the uncoupling be for the individuals involved in the marriage. Right. Livia, we're going to take a short break here and then we'll be back. 
Listeners, my guest is Livia DeFilippis Barndala. Livia is a family law attorney based in Fairfield, Connecticut, with over 35 years of experience. She's the longtime editor of Family Advocate, published by the American Bar Association, and often serves as a court-appointed counsel to represent children. You're listening to Divorce and Other Things. We'll be right back, but do stay tuned because we've got lots more to say about divorce with adult children. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. With Worthy, you'll find a selling partner who will help you transform your rings from dusty relics of hard times to a financial asset to help you start fresh. Worthy takes care of everything from insurance coverage to secure shipping, professional grading, and more. So when you're ready to sell, partner with Worthy. We're ready when you are. And for a limited time, our podcast listeners can get an extra $100 to Amazon when they sell their jewelry with Worthy. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Welcome back to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. I'm your host, Mandy Walker. And in this episode, we're talking about divorce with adult children and its challenges. My guest today is Connecticut-based family law attorney, Livia DeFilippis-Barndala. Livia, before the break, we were just talking about how to keep your children out of the conversations around the divorce. And you gave me a, a great way of responding to a child that comes, raises an issue, and you say, this is between you and your dad and I, and I appreciate you raising that, but dad and I need to work this out. But I'm kind of curious about this. In my mediation case that I mentioned at the very beginning, the marital home is being sold, but mom and college-aged child are in the home. And mom is saying to dad that child doesn't want the house sold for another couple of months because then child goes back, can go back to college and doesn't have to deal with moving twice. I mean, clearly there's a lot of conversation that's been going on there where the child has become involved And it's almost like now that the door's open, she's been involved in this dialogue. Can you close it then? Is it too late? That's an interesting question because the child is directly involved, right? Well, right, because they're living in the home. They're going to be directly impacted by this. But if the house is already on the market, it's already on the market. So that means somebody made a decision that it had to happen. Either the parents made it together or a court ordered it. And I think at that point, one might say to one's child, I'm sorry, honey, that this hasn't worked out the way you wanted it. And let's just make the best of it. You know, it's interesting. I I read an article, uh, a, a little post in newspaper yesterday, and it's not directly on point, but it talked about how there was an oldest child who had had the, quote, best room in the house. And she was going to be going off to college and her little sister wanted the best room in the house. And the response was (laughs) that the little one should have it. Now, interestingly, the author had been the youngest of four and always had the lousy room in the house. She may have had a, she may, she may have had a different response as a result. But what the author said was, you should talk to her about potentially moving her stuff into the smaller room either in the middle of the summer or right after class ends so that there's some 
development of the process rather than she goes away to school and then comes back and the room has been moved. Yes. I kind of wonder if there's a way to apply that concept to what you're talking about here. The daughter has been involved. The daughter's position apparently was both proffered and then rejected for whatever reason. Maybe it's that the case has been going on for a really long time or the pandemic interfered with the house being marketed and now it's time. So I think you have to, as a parent, do what you would do with a little child, which is try to make the best of it for them. When my children were little and working mom without remote work, I would sometimes pick them up and it would be six o'clock and they would be really hungry. And I'd say, hey, let's do a reverse night tonight. We'll eat dessert first because I could put out a banana or fruit salad or if I were being naughty, ice cream first (laughs) while I got the rest of it ready. So maybe the answer is, sorry, honey, this is what has to happen. Maybe even be gracious about it and say, dad and I have done our best, but we have to get the house on the market. And what can we do to make this easier for you? And maybe that weight. I love that part. Like it's not about getting into the mechanics about why it's happening and who said what and why and what you got to that position now, but saying this is the reality right now. And what can we do to make your transition easier? Right. And if one of those things is that this child doesn't want to move twice, maybe you probably already staged the home and put stuff into storage anyway. Maybe she gets a corner of the storage so that the things that are important to her are in that storage space. So when she comes back from college, theoretically, there's going to be a place for those to go. Right. So I want to flip things around a little bit and ask if there are times when it is appropriate to involve adult children. I'm thinking maybe if people who are in their golden years and maybe there needs to be more discussions around elder care and assisted living. And I had another situation with an older couple where the adult children were very keen to see that a vacation property remained in the family so that it was available for their use rather than it being sold and divided. Yeah, those are tough calls. And it reminds me of a story years ago where both of the parents wanted to keep the homestead for the children for the future. Now, both of the children were out of the house. And in that particular case, a lot of their wealth was tied up in their home. And the lawyers spent a lot of time together trying to convince the parties that that house should be sold. Parents do have to think about I don't mean to sound selfish, but they need to think about themselves. Just as when we had little children, we thought about planning for their future. To some extent, that's going on as when you're older and you're getting divorced. So for example, you might be thinking about whether long-term care insurance can either be maintained or obtained. That can be of great help to your adult children in the future. If you wind up going into a a home, that's an old fashioned word, but you know what I'm saying, a facility. I know there's a fancy word or an acronym for it, but I don't remember what it is about these facilities where you can go in as an independent living and then Um, assisted living and then you may progress. 
into healthcare. Yes. Um, so I would say that the right answer is for good lawyers and good other type, good lawyers that are not just divorce lawyer, but but also lawyers who are estate planners or wealth preservers or people who are who do that kind of work who aren't lawyers should be working with the family when it's an older family. And then when there's a general concept of how they're going to approach it, maybe then you either lay it out for the adult children or discuss it. I think one of the harder situations, and it's not an unusual one for older divorces, is that there are children that it's a second or third marriage even, and now you have competing interests. You have the the children of the, let's say, the husband who feel that the home that the husband bought with their mom should belong to them. These are all really difficult conversations. If there's a lot of wealth, hopefully people had those conversations before the marriage with the prenup. Right. But often that doesn't happen. It often doesn't happen. And frankly, there is a point at which you can be at odds with your own children. They want to take over your life and take over your independence. And that's really difficult stage of life, whether or not there's a divorce. It's only exacerbated by the divorce. Yeah, I did have a situation where the adult children were wanting to be more involved because they weren't trusting of mom's decision-making. And I don't know whether that was that they didn't agree with the decisions, the way that she was leaning to make the decisions or whether they there was real support or evidence that her decision-making was impaired. Right. And sometimes people's decision-making is a little impaired, but that doesn't mean that the family gets to take over and make all the decisions for them. So I would, I would rely on those who are trained to deal with these issues and understand both the law and regulations and other things that may affect the decisions. And then once there is some level of consensus, either deliver the consensus to the adult children or bring them into the conversation. And I know we're kind of coming up on time here, but I just I just had a thought too. What if the reverse is the situation? You're the adult child and your parent comes to you and says, I can't stay in this marriage anymore. I need you to help me get through the divorce. What would you tell an adult child? How would you tell an, recommend an adult child respond to that? I would say that the adult child ought to say, mom or dad, I'm here for you. I'll support you. I would love to have you feel that I am your ally, but I don't think that my place is to actually broker the arrangements with you and our other, my other parent, and then try to get them connected with a good lawyer who will make them feel that they can articulate what they need and what their fears are. That's what a good lawyer, a good divorce lawyer has to be. A good divorce lawyer has to know the law, but the good divorce lawyer also really needs to hear what the person feels they need. Sometimes that also means that that lawyer has to refine that person's desires or objectives. They may be unachievable 
as I say to my clients sometimes, the judge can't make money. They can only divide right. up the money they're in. <laughs> right. Livia, that again is is great advice. I'm wondering, since we are almost out, out of time, if you ha- if you wanted our listeners to take away just one thing from our conversation, what would that be? That as painful as it may be to get divorced in older years, one should try to use it as an opportunity to look at your future goals and get good advisors to help you determine how to meet as many of them as possible. Try to take the regret, possibly anger, sad emotions, as much out of your decision process as possible. Right. And really assemble that professional team. And rely on your family and friends for what they're good at, which is hopefully loving you. Right. Excellent. Excellent. And I wanted to add to that, just kind of underscore something we touched on earlier, was just to remind people or really stress the importance of taking a step back and looking at the big picture and you're still going to be a family after divorce. And how do you want that to look like in very, and I think it's practical to think about all those holidays and the special occasions and the events. And what do you want to be able to, to do for those? Right. How are you going to experience joy in the future? Yeah. Livia, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you. Listeners, my guest today was Livia de Philippus Bondola. Livia is a family law attorney based in Fairfield County, Connecticut, with over 35 years of experience. She's an editor, a longtime editor of The Family Advocate, published by the American Bar Association, and often serves as a court appointed counsel to represent children. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is a selling partner with an online auction platform designed to help you sell your jewelry, such as an engagement ring or wedding set. When you decide to send your ring, Worthy takes care of the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely at our New York office. Once your jewelry arrives, The team at Worthy professionally cleans and photographs it before sending it out to a grading lab. All of these steps are designed to maximize your price in Worthy's online auction, where hundreds of buyers compete for your piece. One of the best parts of selling with Worthy is that you are completely in control. You'll work with Worthy's team to set a reserve price before the auction starts, keeping you in control of how much your ring sells for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we will send your ring back to you and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. And for a limited time, our podcast listeners can get an extra $100 to Amazon when they sell their jewelry with Worthy. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things in your weekly feed. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you 
find us. This podcast is for you. So reach out to us at podcast at worthy.com to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. We look forward to hearing from you. And you can also find more episodes at worthy.com forward slash podcast.